Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I'm Molly Kimball. Welcome to Fueled, a wellness and nutrition podcast. I'm a registered dietitian and nutrition journalist with a passion to help people live their strongest, healthiest life possible. In my weekly TV segments and columns, there's a limited amount of time and space to cover everything, but there's so much more to share. This podcast is my opportunity to dive deeper into the topics you want to know about. This week's episode is about food and your mood and the role that nutrition plays in mental health. And let's be honest, there's a lot happening right now. There's a lot going on that is wreaking havoc on our sleep, on our levels of stress. There's a lot that is weighing really heavy in our minds and on our hearts. And so if in our typical lives, we don't really think too much about mental health, we don't really think too much about how we're dealing with stress or anxiety or depression, it might be a little bit more prominent in our world right now and how we're feeling. And if you've ever wondered, how much does what I eat really impact how I'm feeling? I hope that after you listen to this podcast episode, you will agree with me that it is an unquestionable, undeniable, yes, there is a huge impact in how what we eat affects how we feel. And if you are a regular listener of this podcast, then you know that I am a big believer in paying attention, tuning in to how food makes us feel. So how are we feeling that afternoon after what we eat for lunch, whatever we eat for breakfast, how is that leaving us a few hours later? Um, too often when we're looking at nutrition, we're looking at long-term health consequences and you know we're eating so that we are not eating certain things so that we don't get or we avoid things like diabetes, high cholesterol, blood pressure, cancer. These are important, yes, but it's very hard for these things that seem so far away, so far out there for so many of us, it's hard to have that influence the here and now. It's hard for that to influence the choices we are making right now. So when we tune in to how is this food leaving me feeling, that can really influence what we choose to eat or not eat because of how we know how it's going to leave us feeling. And there's actually a growing specialty area in psychiatry it's referred to as nutritional psychiatry, and it emphasizes the relationship of diet to mental health. It emphasizes this relationship. It recognizes this, that food and nutrition can truly serve as a valuable tool in addition to traditional mental health treatments of talk therapy, psychotherapy, antidepressants. And it's not just depression that we are talking about. Food and nutrition play a key role in treating ADHD, Alzheimer's disease. It can even, what we eat can improve our reactions to just everyday stresses and anxiety. And a lot of times when we start to improve our diets, we're doing gradual changes. Sometimes we're doing giant overhauls, but a lot of times we're making these changes gradually. And where we started 
and where we are now, gosh, it's a lot different. But we've made these changes so gradually that we don't really often see just how impactful it is. And one of the things that I'll have clients tell me is they make these changes and over time, they're feeling good, they're feeling solid, but they're not really tuned in to just how good they're feeling until they go on vacation, for example, and they kind of slip back into the their old ways and they're in vacation mode. So they're kind of enjoying themselves and they're like, wow, I didn't realize just how rotten I always felt when I was eating that way because it was normal. You, you get used to feeling how you feel. And when we're eating poor quality foods, we're eating foods that are not nourishing for us, it leaves us feeling tired, lethargic. It hinders our ability to deal with the everyday stresses and anxieties. And But when we're making these very gradual changes and improvements to our diet, sometimes those changes that we experience and how we feel, it's very subtle and unless we're really tuning into it, we may not notice it as we've made these um, little by little baby steps. But again, if you have done that and then you get off track, say it's a, you know, a weekend event or whatever it is, it just kind of has you off of your usual game. And then you'll realize, wow, I feel like I was, you know, wanted to take a nap. I was exhausted. I was, you know, um, someone shared with me that after a weekend, it was one of our pre-coronavirus festivals here in New Orleans. And after a weekend of, you know, eating and drinking that wasn't a normal uh, occurrence, she felt really emotional. She felt very like uh, on edge, very emotional, very tearful at things. And she was like, what is happening? And had really um, gone back to kind of those old behaviors that she didn't realize, gosh, that was how she always felt. And so this is things that we've seen, we've observed, I've seen it with countless clients over the past couple of decades. You've probably experienced it yourself. You're like, yes, like that's, I get it. There hasn't been a ton of research on this though. More and more and more though, in the recent, you know, five years, there's been a lot more research on this. And so I'll post some of the um, studies that I'm about to talk about. I'll post those in our episode notes that there's tons of research out there. So I'll give you just kind of a couple of snapshots, a couple of highlights. So if again, you're like, yeah, really? How much does it impact how I'm feeling? Hopefully this will sway you. So a couple of different things that I think is interesting. So one, um, there was a review, and again, I'll link to these, but a review of 21 studies from 10 different countries found that people who have diets that are rich in vegetables, fruits, whole grains, fish, plant-based fats, all those things that we know we, quote, should be doing. But diets rich in these things, less likely to experience depression. People who eat a typical Western diet, fried foods, fried fast food, fried food, refined grains, sugary drinks, greater incidence of depression. And this is looking at 21 different studies from 10 different countries. More specifically, there was a trial called the SMILES trial. It was published in 2017. And they tracked 67 people who had depression, moderate to severe depression, and they tracked them for 12 weeks. So they split this group into two parts. Half of them met with a registered dietitian on a regular basis for nutrition counseling for a diet like what we just said. The other half did traditional talk therapy support group. And the results were stunning. So one third of the people who met with the dietitian achieved what is referred to as clinical remission, meaning that they were no longer diagnosed or deemed depressed. 
So one third of the people who met with the dietitian after 12 weeks were considered to be in clinical remission from depression, while only 8% of the support group only people were considered to be in remission. So imagine if you did both, you know, so there was dietitian only, there was support group only. Now, what if we did both? That would be obviously, um, you know, even more synergistic there. There was also a really giant study published last year, um, early 2019, that looked at 16 different very high quality studies. It included 46,000 people from the US, also Australia, Europe, and all 16 studies of these 46,000 people came to similar conclusions, ultimately, that yes, a healthy diet can make us feel better. Now, here's the thing, though. It was 16 different studies from all different places in the world. So the, quote, healthy diet that was used in each study was varied. It wasn't the same. It wasn't 16 things, 16 studies following the same type of a diet. Some focus on diets for weight loss. Some were looking at vegan diets, low-fat diets, paleo, Mediterranean, you name it. But the consistent theme was that these diets were to improve health. They were healthier than what is a traditional Western diet of fast food, etc. And the consistent theme on all of these is that regardless of if the focus was on weight or vegan or Mediterranean style eating, that all of them had little or no ultra refined foods. So none of the fast foods, um, the white flours, uh, added sugar, white carbs, so very little or no ultra refined foods. And the things that I think collectively we can all agree are not good for us, these were not included in there. So 46,000 people studied on, quote, healthy diets. All saw, you know, the, all studies showed that, yes, there is a direct link in how what we eat leaves us feeling. I'd like to take a minute to share about Nutrafol, sponsor for this week's podcast episode. Nutrafol is designed to support the growth of thicker, fuller, healthier hair from the inside out. When I first learned about Nutrafol, I asked my dermatologist about it, and she said that not only does she recommend it to her patients, she also uses it herself. And Nutrafol is a physician-formulated supplement that's made with botanical ingredients. And in addition to things that we can do, like backing off of damaging styling tools, heat, and chemicals, supplementing with Nutrafol helps to support healthier hair from within. So you can grow thicker, stronger hair and Support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using promo code FUEL to get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere, plus free shipping on every order. So 20% off at Nutrafol.com. Promo code is FUELED. Again, their best offer, 20% off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com using the promo code FUELED for hair as strong as you are. So a couple of other common themes. So number one, get that stuff out of there. Those ultra refined carbohydrates, added sugars, like we've got to get these out. And we'll talk about that in a bit. But a couple of other themes, these diets looked at the ratio of the types of fats. And so specifically omega-3s to omega-6s. And we know that fat plays a critical role in our brains. And that's one of the reasons why it is not good to follow a very low fat diet or, you know, some people less now, but, you know, um, back in the 
90s. A lot of people were looking for that real low fat diet. Not good because, you know, when we really cut fats out from our diet, number one, we're left feeling really hungry. If we're completely cutting out as much fat as possible, what replaces it? Yes, yeah, I'm protein, but it's really going to be a lot of carb. But when we're talking about mental health, brain health, fats play a critical role in our brain. And fat actually accounts for a large portion of the weight of our brain, about 60%. And about 20% of this is the essential fatty acids, omega-6 and omega-3. And these are considered essential because our body doesn't make them. We must consume them in our diet. And ideally, when we're talking about getting these in our diet, we want to have these omega-3s and omega-6s in a one-to-one ratio, meaning equal parts of these. Problem is, our typical diets here in the U.S. are overloaded with omega-6s. Um, omega-6s, for example, are found in vegetable oils. So soybean oil, um, things that are la- labeled as just vegetable oil, um, corn oil, safflower oil. A lot of the cheaper oils used in baked goods, you know, packaged foods, a lot of these are just going to be omega-6 rich oils. Our diets, typical American diets, are closer to about a 15 to 1 ratio, 15 being omega-6s, not 1 to 1. So like 15 times more omega-6s than what we need. So not good because too much omega-6 is linked to a whole host of health problems. But from the mental aspects, we look at depression, lack of focus, impaired memory, all are correlated to that imbalance of omega-6 to omega-3. So take a look at your diet and assess, you know, are you consuming omega-3 rich fish on a regular basis? Of course, salmon gets all the glory, but um, there's a lot of other, any kind of an oilier fish. But we can also get omega-3s through plant-based foods, through walnuts, through flaxseed. So are we, um, and when we're looking at oils that we're using, control the oils when you can. So using that extra virgin olive oil, I love the unfiltered extra virgin olive oil. So we're not getting such the um, amount of sixes that we are in the other vegetable oils. Um, So another common thread in a lot of these studies is those ultra processed foods. And I can't say it enough. These ultra processed foods that are, they're sabotaging our physical health. They're sabotaging our mental health. And you may have a lot of these in your diet. You may have some of them, or you may have one type of these, but it is the added sugar. It's the fried foods, the fast foods. And why these are so bad and think about, think about it. You may say, well, I don't really do a lot of sugary drinks. Do you or don't you? Because what goes into cocktails that you have? Um, what about sugary coffee drinks, sugary sports drinks? Um, so even if you're not a soft drink person, maybe you're still getting sugars in other ways. Um, so when we look at these foods, though, these ultra processed foods, the added sugar, the fried foods, fast foods, these we're basically filling our bodies with these compounds that truly damage our immune system and damaging it in part by increasing inflammation. And inflammation is bad for a lot of reasons we've discussed on this podcast. But as we're talking about brain health, inflammation can damage key proteins in the brain that actually help to protect against depression. And these key proteins are called neurotrophins and they protect the brain 
against oxidative stress that causes cell damage. And these proteins also, they promote the growth of new cells in the area of the brain that's essential for learning and for our memory. So when we're putting these things into our body that we know are not good, maybe for our waistline, and we're thinking about that, or we're thinking about, you know, again, heart health or blood pressure or diabetes, but it's really hard to stay motivated when we're looking at eating to avoid these when those things seem so far off. When we think about how does this affect my mood, my brain health, um, how's it leaving me feeling today, that can make a big difference in our motivation to start to clear these things out. I'd like to take a minute to share a bit about True Botanicals, sponsor for this week's podcast episode. When it comes to skincare, I am very consistent, I'm very routine, and I follow the specific protocols from my dermatologist. I am always looking for extra hydration though, and I've been loving the products by True Botanicals. Their website has a really easy two-minute skincare quiz to help identify nourishing skincare products to suit your skin type and your goals. Two of my favorites are their Pure Radiance Oil and their Repair Serum. So you've got to try True Botanicals for yourself. And now you can get 15% off your first purchase at truebotanicals.com slash fueled. 15% off your first purchase at truebotanicals.com slash fueled. That's truebotanicals.com slash fueled. So where do we go from here? Where do we start? I would say start by assessing where things are now and not comparing yourself to others, not comparing yourself to what you think is a perfect diet that you must immediately adopt right now. Um, it might not even be a specific diet that you've seen. Um, you, by all means, don't, you know, if there's something that you're friend, neighbor is doing that might be working for them. That doesn't mean it works for you. It doesn't mean it's the best thing for you. But start by assessing where things are now. The reason I say like don't compare, it can be really easy to beat ourselves up when we see what, um, how other people are eating. We see it on social. It looks like these people are creating all these healthy dishes and we feel like, gosh, I've got so far to go to get there. Don't worry about it. Right now, assess where things are. And where things are right now, um, as I'm recording this, it's June of 2020. We were like just coming back into um, a re-immersion into the world after our coronavirus quarantine. So where things are right now might be vastly different than where they were six months ago. You know, coming into the new year, coming into 2020, you might have felt like you had your A game on and you were like, everything was rolling. You felt very... Um, confident, very happy, satisfied with these changes that you're making nutritionally, you may feel like you've really regressed during this coronavirus time. Some people might have the opposite. You feel like you've been even more healthy during this time. So it's not about, is this good or is it bad? Am I good or bad for what I'm doing right now? It's simply assessing where things are. So we've got to assess where things are. Where do you have the biggest opportunity for improvement? And it can be really helpful to keep a food log, especially in the beginning. And this can be a pen and paper food log. I find that even people who are super tech savvy, something about that pen and paper journal and being able to see it and write it and just kind of keep it on you. And it's something that you can just kind of like discreetly do can be really easy for people. Um, but it can be pen and paper. It can be online. It can be through an app. There's so many ways that you can 
um, keep a food log. But doing that is going to help you assess where things are and be super honest. You know, even if you were tempted to eat something, but you didn't because you didn't want to have to log it, make a note to yourself that you would have otherwise reached for that because that's going to help you start to see where these weaknesses are. It's going to let you see what types of foods are your weakness, what times of day are your weakness, are there certain triggers that precipitate it? Is it like when the kids are having like an evening snack, you want to have some of it? Um, is it stuff if you're at work and stuff's provided for everybody? Um, there's so many meals getting served at places now. Um so, you know, kind of as thank you meals or whatever it might be, um, different offices are kind of supporting their staff by doing maybe Friday lunches or treats in the office kitchen for everyone. So assess what it is. Uh, what's your starting point? Keep a food log. Even if you don't eat something, but you otherwise would have if you weren't keeping the log, make a note of that. And that's going to help you start to really identify where you have the biggest opportunity for improvement. If it's sugar in the form of soft drinks, sports drinks, coffee drinks, if it's uh, snacky foods like cookies or chips or ice cream, or if it's alcohol, if it's more than the recommended moderate intake, you know, upper limit of not more than one drink a day for women, not more than two for men. If it's more than that, or you get a lot of sugary drinks, you know, alcoholic drinks in there, what is it? What is it that you can really start to focus on and make the commitment to clear these out of your diet as much as humanly possible for all the reasons we said earlier. But it's not going to just happen. You can't just say, I'm not going to eat these things or drink these things and it's going to happen. Like we have to set ourselves up for success. And one of the ways we can do that is surrounding ourselves with other nutritious alternatives instead of these foods. We also have to get those things out of the house and away from us. And sometimes there's a justification. Oh, well, the kids eat it or my spouse eats it. My partner eats it. Do they need it? Probably not. And if they don't need it, does it even need to be in the house? Just get it out of your, out of your line of sight at the very least. So it's not there tempting you. So setting ourselves up by, for success by surrounding ourselves with these other nutritious alternatives this is something we've talked about on this podcast before, but what are those things you're craving? And let's find alternatives for it. So um, if you're a salty, crunchy person, you know, and chips are your thing, then you might do good with, there's so many different like, um, well, there's whole grain crackers and there's nuts that can be kind of salted and crunchy. But I also really love, you can do, this is, if you haven't tried it, try it. There's store-bought prepackaged kale chips that have like, all kinds of goodness on them and they're super crunchy. Um, but you can also make them yourself really inexpensively. Um, there's a brand called Rhythm Foods that has like cauliflower chips and beet chips. And they're like $3.99 for a bag. It's not cheap, but it's not crazy expensive. Um, but finding other things for that salty crunch that kind of gives you gives you that. Um, and find things that are kind of portion control. If you're more of a sweets person, you know, and you've been doing chocolate is it, then maybe go with a 70 or 80% chocolate that you can feel satisfied with having less ice cream. We've talked about Halo Top is one of my favorite brands, um, higher protein, lower sugar. So if you've got these things that you crave, and you're afraid that you're going to need something as a replacer for those, um, also Googling like just different recipes. There's avocado ice cream. There's all types of really easy ways that you can kind of pull these concoctions together for things. 
Um, but then surrounding yourself with truly nourishing foods. And when we're filling our day and filling our diets with things that are offering us these beneficial nutrients, um, it edges out the not so great stuff. So planning for what are you going to have for your meals and snacks through the day? And when you're planning for that, okay, I'm going to bring a carton of the Faye Greek yogurt with some fresh fruit, or if you've got a blender available, you're going to make a smoothie um, with Greek yogurt, or you're going to do a smoothie with unsweetened almond or coconut milk and some collagen or protein powder and some fresh fruit. Like, what are you going to do in these places? Um, if the frozen blended coffee drinks are your weakness, well, then make a version of that with a coffee concentrate, a protein powder, and a, a low sugar, like almond or coconut milk. That's easy. Add ice and you're kind of making your own frappe. So what are your weaknesses? What can we surround ourselves with? And then also when we look at, if we're eating a really um, vegetable-heavy lunch, dinner, we are rounding it out. We've got the lean proteins with it, some of that oily fish with it, some plant-based fats, half an avocado or a quarter of a big avocado. We've got, you know, the, the plant-based fats and some protein and loads of vegetables. And we're having this with our lunch. We're having this with our dinner. We're planning for these like really nourishing snacks. You're edging out the time and the window that you're going to be eating the other stuff. But we've got to keep those things around. So for everybody, it is very, very different in what these things are. I'll say for some resources, what we have, we have um, through our Eat Fit initiative, we have a smartphone app. And in the app, you'll see a sh couple of different shopping guides. And we have brand specific shopping guides, three different ones. One's a regular kind of grocery store. One is Whole Foods. One is Robert. It's a local grocery store here in New Orleans, but the brands that are on there can be used at other stores, even if you're not here in New Orleans. Um, and so those brand-specific shopping guides, we say which pasta sauce, which salad dressing, which breads, which you know nut butters. Um, and so that can really help give you some guidance as to how do you stock your kitchen and pantry. Um, we've also done a podcast on how to stock the perfect kitchen and pantry. And so I can link to that one in the episode notes as well. But the bottom line is make the commitment to clear the stuff out of your diet as much as possible that is leaving us feeling less than optimal and to set ourselves up for success by surrounding ourselves with these other nutritious options. This is something that we have talked about in other ways before. We could talk about this when we're talking about being a good role model for kids. We could talk about this when we're talking about um, losing excess pounds after the holidays. So these are things that are good for us to do anyway. And when we look at, okay, it's good for our bodies physically. It's good for the example we're setting for those around us. And it's good for our brains. It's good for our mental health. This is... These nourishing foods are truly this uh, holistic approach to a better mind, body, and spirit for us. Um, I'll also give a plug that meeting with a registered dietitian can really be huge. So as I just said, it's so individual. We could go on and on and on. But every, as, as someone says, well, here's what I crave, or this is my favorite thing that I'm always looking for, when I'm, my weaknesses fill in the blank. You can't even anticipate all the things that people have that they come in with what their weakness is. But when we hear it as dietitians, we can go, okay, like, and it kind of gives us a sense of what this person's, 
you know, uh, comfort type cravings are. And we can really help to identify solutions specifically for you. So meeting with a registered dietitian is huge. We have our registered dietitians here in New Orleans at Astra Fitness Center, but they can also meet with people virtually. You don't have to be in person for it. And so I'll put the email, but it's nutrition at ashner.org. And um, our team is just awesome about making it just real customized and tailored for you. Because the bottom line, when we look at food and mood and we look at improving our diet and clearing out those things that are in that typical Western diet, the typical American diet, over and over and over, science is showing us that that typical American diet, the fast food, the fried foods, the ultra-refined foods, the white flours, the added sugars, those equal more depression. Those equal less optimal mental health. The diets rich in the other stuff that we know we quote should be doing directly correlated to less depression, less stress, less anxiety. It could not be clearer. The bottom line, you will absolutely feel better. And when we're eating and we're paying attention to the mental benefits, the mental well-being, the motivation is there for us to continue it. So stay tuned in to your body and your mind. And I'm excited to see what is on the horizon related to in research related to food and mood. And I'll be sharing it with you guys along the way as we learn more and hear more. And I am so happy and so relieved that slowly but surely nutrition is becoming more widely accepted as a key component in treating the whole person for maximizing our mental health as well as our physical wellness. So let me know how you feel. Let me know what you think. And as you incorporate these strategies into your own life, I would love to hear about it. What is working for you? I am registered dietitian Molly Kimball. And thank you for listening to this episode of Fueled Wellness and Nutrition, the podcast. And if you would like more Fueled Wellness and Nutrition, please head over to mollykimball.com. And you can follow me, Molly Kimball RD on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And join us next week for another dose of fueled wellness and nutrition. Thanks for listening and stay focused on living your strongest, healthiest life. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.